Luther, and you are listening to the South Richfield Podcast with Scott Luther and Matt Coma. Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to the South Richfield Podcast. This is your host, Scott Luther, and with me is my co-host, Matt Coma. Hey, Matt. Hey, Scott. How you doing? We're doing great. It's Thanksgiving week, and this is our Thanksgiving episode, and uh, it is aptly titled, The Tale of Two Turkeys. I don't know if you like that title or not. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> that about <laughs> says it all. <laughs> So I, was thinking, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. Cu- couple of swinging cats like us. Couple of um, butterballs. Couple of butterballs, yeah. So I was thinking, um, I'd love to think about Thanksgivings of years past. And I was just telling my Aunt Dorothy at church the other day, I miss those big family Thanksgivings we used to have. And because now, you know, now everyone's older and they have their own families and you got to go to your parents and the in-laws and all that jazz and you're not you're not a kid anymore you can't just <laughs> sit down and eat you got to actually work at this you got to talk to people yeah and some of us have to talk to more people than others and then you have your own kids you have to take care of oh yeah make yeah sure they're eating make sure that they're being polite Make sure they don't spill the gravy boat. Right. Make sure there's no things getting tipped over, making sure they have a drink, making sure that uh, that they are being well-behaved. It's just you can't enjoy it and like you, you could when you were a kid. Put them in nice clothes. You dress up your children in nice clothes for Thanksgiving? No, no. Is it just jeans? Just, and? Yeah, just, just comfort. Comfort. Okay, yeah. your comfort family. When, yes. when how about you guys you dress them up uh no <laughs> i don't think so but i remember as a kid we would kind of get dressed up for thanksgiving and christmas we'd go over to my grandma luther's and i lived right next door to my grandma and we'd walk over and it was always my mom's family first in the in the afternoon around lunchtime and then we'd get home and we'd go over to grandma luther's and we would pig out there so we'd have double turkey double stuffing now my my mom's family was italian so a lot of pasta as well 
at Thanksgiving at Grandma Patrice's. But uh, Grandma Luther's was more traditional, and it was jam-packed full of Luther relatives. Being from Richfield, you know, we had a big family. I mean, my dad had right. six brothers and sisters, and then most of them have kids. And there'd be, you know, a minimum of 40 people at my grandma's house. And we'd have... Holy moly. We'd have tables set up and shaped in an L. And then I think we still even had a kid's table <laughs> for some of the younger kids. I mean, I was the oldest grandchild, and there were 19 of us. Wow. So I was, th- I was actually 30 years older than the youngest, Cody. He's a freshman this year in high school. There's a pretty big gap there. Anyway, so by the time, you know, by the time he was born, like Marika was married, I had I was with Rachel. It was uh, you know, you you started having spouses and even some great-grandchildren. Todd and Marika did have uh Tristan before my grandma passed away. So, it was some crowded Thanksgivings with spouses and you know everything else going on the one thing i always remember about our thanksgiving at grandma luther's was you'd sit down and there would be a bowl of, uh, uh like a little dish of sherbet to clean cleanse your palate before you dug into all the other stuff and it was delicious <laughs> so you got a little a little sweet treat before you started with the turkey mashed potatoes corn, green bean casserole, sweet potatoes, rolls, whatever else. My Aunt Barb would always make these croissants that were delicious. Zucchini bread, all the good stuff. So I kind of miss that because, first of all, you you don't have all those cousins that you like talking to anymore. Actually, at your Thanksgiving, you're stuck with your brothers and sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. It's just not as, as big. And I remember... After the meal, some a few years when we were older and like teenagers, we'd go bowling after uh, after the meal or to a movie with uh, with all the cousins. So we had some good times back then. <laughs> what happened so when you were a kid? Forty people. Well, before we get to that, I got a question for you. Sure. With forty people, how many turkeys were there? Oh, geez, I think I don't know if there was one or two. There may have been two turkeys. I remember very specifically my uncle Scott would carve. Who did the all the turkey. cooking? It was my aunts and my grandma. They'd do mm-hmm. most of it. And I remember them carving the turkey and putting it on a different dishes. It was usually a pretty big turkey and you'd have a couple big platters of carved turkey being passed around the table and you'd have a turkey platter at one end of the table and one at the other end, and you have a couple things of mashed potatoes, and you have, like, duplicate of everything. So you didn't have to pass it all the way all right. around. That's pretty much how it worked. So it, the the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the green beans, everything would be going up and down the L. Yeah, clockwise, usually. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Up and down. <laughs> what is this, Chicago? Well, yeah. I guess clockwise around the L. The L? <laughs> You take the L. <laughs> For Luther. Right. Actually, right. it was a backwards L. It was uh, with the, the foot was of the L seven. going the other way. 
Now that I'm thinking about it. And if you have forty people in the if you had forty people in the house, you must have had the doors and windows wide open and it, it must was have been hot. roasting in there. It was. You would have the windows open. Just to get some air going and, through there. And there's probably no no space to move around. This is an old farmhouse they were in, right? Yeah, there wasn't pro- a lot of space. You probably space. had a table going from one room into the other room. That's exactly what happened. You'd go from the dining room, and they'd add a couple card tables, and it'd go into the living room, and then in the living room it would make the L and go more into the living room. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd work your way around the couches and armchairs and that, st- that sort of stuff. And usually... At that table, you have like a picnic bench, just because you you're out of chairs at that point. It was good times. So what did mm-hmm. what did you do as a youth? Did you uh, did you stay in the area where were both of your grandparents or in the area? Uh, well, my mom's side of the family is from Pittsburgh. Okay. And my dad's side of the family is from Cleveland. Thanksgiving was almost always uh, at our house well it was always at our house uh growing up and it was almost always just my mom's side that would come over i i remember maybe once or twice my my dad's parents coming over uh my grandparents on the goma side coming over but it was almost always my mom's side that would come over and um and my 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 grandparents and all my aunts and uncles and their their kids and uh it uh was usually after a while it was it was be my grandparents and then one aunt and uh her four kids and and my uncle would come over so we'd have you know 15 or so but then those cousins started to have kids and then sometimes another aunt and uncle and their kids would come so we've ballooned up to roughly uh 28 29 30 uh people in, in my mom and dad's house and it's not a very big house Right. So we have a table set up in our our dining room, going all the way into uh, into our TV room, and uh, there's no room to move around. Once you get a seat, you pretty much have to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to load your plate up high and, and squat on. Unless you're backed up against the kitchen, that's the primo seat because you can get up and get seconds then. Right. Oh, they don't have the food on the table. No. Or is it more buffet they, they style? Don't. Yes, it's a buffet style, and, and then uh, what we will have is the rolls and the butter and all that sort of stuff and the gravy. That'll be on the table. Right. The the accessories. That'll be on the table. The accoutrement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it used to be that we a whole, my uh, mom would cook up a, a whole turkey, and then that would be carved up. But anymore, nobody really would go after the dark meat. Everybody liked uh, the white meat, so now she cooks about three breasts and uh, slices those up and then everything else uh, she cooks and a couple my aunts or uh, other parts of the family they'll bring um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that over right and and it's always it's always delicious and it it is tremendous tremendous food my um, my family are a bunch of great cooks and that's why I am the butterball I am today. <laughs> and you still go there for for Thanksgiving. Every year, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we Delicious um, delicious food. Yeah, we're gonna go next door to my parents. Now I live next to my parents, so we only have to walk. 
and Rachel's family is going to come over here, just her mom and dad, because Dave's down in Cincinnati. So they, they stay down there during Thanksgiving. But uh, when we go to my mom's house, Tim deep fries a turkey every year. And it is delicious. I don't know if you've ever had a deep fried turkey. They are great. My mom will uh, brine a turkey. Okay. Uh, a turkey breast and then uh, roast them in, uh, in, in the oven. She's done them on the grill a couple times, but my father-in-law will deep fry a turkey, mm. and that is good stuff. Yeah, I like the crispy skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, well, anything deep fried is good. How many people do you think will be at your mom's and dad's? I don't know who she invited this year because uh, my my grandmother passed away in the spring, and so it's the first year without her at Thanksgiving. And I don't know if my mom's inviting all her brothers and sister, her brother and sister still in their family, which she has been, they we've been having this big combined thing for years now. And last, last year we actually had it in Peninsula at, at the old uh, school <laughs> or whatever it is. Oh. They, they've run out a, it's a hall. You can rent it out as a hall. And we actually had our Thanksgiving there for my mom's family last year. So this year I'll be at her house because uh, the problem last year was they couldn't get my grandma into the house with her wheelchair and oxygen and everything. <laughs> so they did it oh. at, at this hall. So uh, it'll be it'll be a little more um, I guess comfortable this year. And we can actually watch football and stuff. Now when my in-laws come over to our house I don't think Rachel's making a turkey and she she hasn't really said what she's going to make. She's going to make her grandma's stuffing recipe, which is delicious. It has like it's a stuffing with bacon in it and sausage. Oh, it's Oof. so good. <laughs> I'm like you have to make that <laughs> stuffing even if we don't have turkey. So she's agreed to do that. <laughs> I want to stuff myself on it. How about desserts? Do you guys have any traditional desserts that are put together? And uh, on your mom's side, will it still have an Italian theme to it? Uh, it probably won't have as big of an Italian theme anymore. Um, they'll probably just have turkey, mashed potatoes, and all that all that jazz. Uh, but as far as do you guys have any special food that's uh, like a it, that's uh, that's family specific that uh, or maybe Italian specific or uh, Swiss specific. <laughs> Swiss, right? We are Swiss, but other than other than your cheese, other than your cheese, which is delicious. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> on the Luther side, there was always just a very traditional stuff. I do remember my my aunt Barb's rolls. Um, they were always very good, uh, but nothing, nothing like specific. There always be a ton of pies at my grandma's house there'd be at least five or six pies pumpkin apple elderberry blueberry usually some mm. sort of meringue pie like either a lemon meringue or maybe a boston cream or a coconut cream pie on my mom's side i know we'll have there will be at least a pumpkin and apple pie um when we go over there there always are and man i had pumpkin pie for the first time like a couple weeks ago First time ever. Are you serious? Wow. What'd you think? 
I actually liked it. I was always afraid of it before. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know why I was afraid. But Rachel bought a pumpkin pie, and she's like, "You want any?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> oh my god, forty-five years old. All those pies sound delicious, and the fact that you haven't had a, a pumpkin pie until you're forty-five, I find astounding because they have pumpkin flavored everything. I mean, there was always a Not pumpkin. Nowadays. Well, I've had pumpkin bars, and you know, pumpkin muffins. I bet, but I never had pumpkin pie and. You know, it's always you couldn't go full pumpkin, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I just don't know. And then Rachel asked me, and it looked pretty good, and she had whipped cream, and I'm like, just cut me off a little piece. <laughs> so she gave me a piece, <laughs> I ate it, and I enjoyed it. And even one of the kids, I can't remember which one, they liked it too. So she has a sweet potato pie down in the uh, refrigerator right now, but I don't know if I want to try that. Go for it, man! It's 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 a year to be bold. Ooh, I don't know. I it's a sweet potato pie is is fantastic. Is it? It is great. Do you put whipped cream on that too? Just about everything. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a cup of coffee after this podcast and a uh, sweet potato pie. <laughs> Actually, it's what it's ten ten thirty at night. I don't know if I should be drinking coffee. How about you guys with desserts? Lots of pies. Um, my aunt. Ronnie makes this dessert called gob cake. Oh, and we have then, those too. What's that? We'd have those too. Gobs? Where it's like a chocolate a chocolate cake and then a cream middle and then a chocolate cake on top. Yep. Yeah. That was always a huge hit. Oh, those are good. And uh, yeah, those those that's gone. Uh, uh, and then typically there'll be lots of different kinds of pies. Penny will make this thing called uh, I forget what it's called. Don't tell her I don't know. But it's uh, angel food with fresh berries. It's chopped up angel food with fresh berries, um, with uh, either whipped cream or Cool Whip. Yeah. And then something else drizzled in around there, and it's just uh, light and refreshing. Served in a trifle bowl. It's really good too. Mm. But we often have, because uh, we're Eastern Europeans, we have a lot of Eastern European food. And uh, one of the things that we, we typically have are pierogies. I don't know if you've ever had pierogies, but they are, uh, they're, they're, they're basically a dumpling that are filled with um, a potato and cheese uh, mix and uh, kind of just cooked in a, a butter. <laughs> right. So basically... Everything that, that will shorten your life but make your life so happy as you as you eat it. And then you can have a little bit of onions on the side with a little bit of sour cream, and those are just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and then every now and then, my, my mom will make something called uh, pagach, which is a, a similar filling, a, a cheese and potato filling inside a dough. And then on that dough, you, you bake it in the oven. It looks like a pizza. You flatten it out like a pizza, and it's basically a stuffed crust throughout the entire thing. Mm. And then you have butter melted on the top. And coming out of the oven, you have never tasted anything so good. It is warm and tart and tangy and salty and umami-rich flavor. With Oh, it's, it's heavenly. I'm it's gonna... heavenly. And that was something that my grandma Coma made, and then my mom made it. And uh, we started making it here, and it is it is 
one of the best things you'll ever eat. I'm going to have to ask Rachel's mom about this. Uh, Rachel's mom, her maiden name is Stankowitz, so you know that's Polish. And so It sounds like it. <laughs> so we, we eat pierogi in the house probably at least once a month here. Wade doesn't like it, so we don't eat it as, as often as we'd like. But um, when we go over to Rachel's parents, usually around, around Christmas, we'll have pierogi and sausage from State Road Meats in Parma. Uh, and they'll go down the west side market and get get some stuff from the Progi Palace. So, but I'm going to ask Rachel's mom about what was it, Pagash? Pagach. Pagach. I'm going to say, yep. we need to try this Pagach. <laughs> Bring on and the Polska. The, the strangest thing that we have is um, it's called Chinina, also known as duck's blood soup. Oh, yes. Now, it doesn't look like much. It looks like, um, well, it looks like cooked blood <laughs> is what it looks like. Sort of a, a dark gray-brown, and then you have these little tiny noodles that you put in, and it's very vinegary um, and kind of that rich, irony, meaty flavor that the blood has. And it, that's something that we always always eat, and it's delicious. But I think half the family doesn't eat it, and half the family does. Do the kids And usually it? that's... The, the kids, I, it's always a big thing that when you have a little baby, you put some in the bottle and you feed it to the baby. Okay. And the babies just usually go crazy for it, uh-huh. sucking it th- from a bottle, <laughs> the blood from a bottle, little vampires, <laughs> little cannibals. That's what we're raising. Um, but when they're old enough to know what it is, they usually say, ugh. <laughs> Duck blood. Ugh. Yeah, but it's – but it, it is uh, – you know, and we usually have this thing where, when somebody's dating somebody for a long time and they're they they get engaged, that's when the person will try it, and everybody's looking to see how they'll, <laughs> how they'll react if they're in or not. <laughs> Meanwhile, half the family won't eat it, but it's like it's a big deal if the, if the new new fiance does. <laughs> we won't raise any objections with this one, like the other three that he brought home. <laughs> who are now in the duck blood soup. <laughs> really, I highly suggest you eat it. Otherwise, oh. uh, you, you might be on the main course. <laughs> hey, remember when we were growing up and Thanksgiving, there would be um, certain TV shows that were always on in movies on Thanksgiving yeah. night and day. I mean, when I was a kid, I wasn't watching football like I would be now. So if you weren't after dinner... If you weren't watching football, you'd have to go upstairs to, to Grandma's bedroom and turn on the little TV. Mm-hmm. And there were always there was always King Kong. Yes. And the Wizard of Oz. Exactly. Those are the two I was going to say. Yeah. And they were always on King Kong, nineteen thirty three, Wizard of Oz, nineteen thirty nine, and you know, I guess other big Thanksgiving movies. I mean, there's always a Charlie. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Holiday Inn from 1942 with Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. That's where White Christmas came from. And right. Miracle on 34th Street, the 1947 version, not the 1994 version. <laughs> <laughs> because that starts, you know, the opening scene is the Macy's Parade. Yes. So that's with a young Natalie Wood. And then, you know, you get into the more recent ones. 
holiday type movies like plane plane trains and automobiles which is another thanksgiving themed movie i guess <laughs> i haven't watched it in a long time <laughs> but yeah you'd go up and there always i don't know why king kong was on every thanksgiving but it was yeah th- nothing screams uh Thanksgiving dinner, Thanksgiving family feasts, like having a giant hairy ape. He's kind of like that uncle that gets a little drunk <laughs> and starts ranting about about how we have to attack the communists, <laughs> then falls asleep. <laughs> well, I tried to find a TV guide from Thanksgiving in the 70s. I didn't see the movie. I saw um, one TV guide that had an interview with Ronald Reagan. Actually, that was like 81, I think. A, a tour of his ranch or something in California was a special like on CBS that night. But I couldn't find King Kong or Wizard of Oz listed in any of these TV guides I found, but I know they were on every year. Was it on Channel 43? No, I don't think so. I think it was on... I thought it was on the n- normal stations. Like, hmm. there'd be one station with football, and then... You know, yeah, and there were the, only the two games then. You have the Detroit game and the Dallas game, right? Now there's like what three or four games all day long. It's crazy. I think there's three games, but um, you know, think about those movies. You said thirty three and thirty nine. So when you're watching those, those are it's basically forty years ago. So that's like a movie being made in nineteen seventy six. So that's basically Star Wars and Rocky now, right? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That'd be like, yeah, we'd be watching, hey, I remember watching this when I was a kid. So maybe my parents, well, my parents weren't born in 1933 or anything like that, but yeah, that's that's true. The Wizard of Oz, 1939. Then you get the Christmas movies, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> like Home Alone. Yeah, well, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that might be two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> we could do Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Right. It could, could have its own uh, own podcast. It, when we were kids, we were kind of stuck with uh, with the three channels. Fox wasn't even around yet, and you'd have to watch uh, one of these movies. Anyway, any other, any other memories of Thanksgiving in Richfield? Well, you know, it, it was always this feeling of dread right before the cousins would come over. And like, oh, are we going to get into a fight? Oh, is this going to be crazy? There's just going to be uncomfortableness. Am I going to get yelled at for something? Is there? I you know, there's be all this panic that kind of sets in. And when you see that car pull up into your driveway and it and it doesn't look right because it's not the car that's normally there, just that sinking feeling of oh no, here we go. Oh no, oh no. And then everything would be uh, a little bit strange. And then. Uh, everybody settles in and starts eating and and all that that feeling of anxiety would melt away like the butter on your roll <laughs> and it was always this warm and, and wonderful feeling of closeness of 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 really a family of, of being happy that everyone was there and uh, and no anxiety just a, a real sense of bonding and that these people that that you don't see all that often you really felt connected to them and that was something i always really treasured uh looking back on on thanksgiving growing up 
Yeah, we'd always, uh, after all the cleanup, and that would take a while, anyway, with 40 dishes and everything, and they used real dishes, so uh, usually there were three or four people in the kitchen just washing afterwards. We'd usually play cards, and it was usually like Pinochle. And I don't know if a lot of people play Pinochle anymore, but that was always a big, big thing, playing Pinochle with uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles. That was really that was really the game at my grandparents' house. I remember Scrabble every <laughs> once in a while, um, or that game Payday that I, I've seen at Target, but I haven't bought it. But they had that one over there too. But it was always cards, and it was always Pinochle. I need to find some people who actually play it still. <laughs> Besides my, you know, I, I loved I loved Pinochle. Um, we would play it as a family every now and then, but. Yeah, it was always a game that nobody really knew how to play. It's like, it's like Advanced Euchre. Right. Why didn't we ever play in college? I don't know. We played Hand and Foot in college. Right. We played a ton of Hand and Foot, which yeah. that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We could have. And that that's another reason why our, our GPAs were below 2.0 for a whole two, two and a half quarters. We played a lot of cards. and That was a lot of cards in that Hand and Foot deck. Uh, which is kind of, if if uh, the listeners aren't familiar with Hand and Foot, it's kind of like Canasta, except with a lot lot more decks of cards. It's like Mega Canasta is, I guess, how I would define it. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, my favorite, f- oh, I guess mashed potatoes. I love potatoes in general. <laughs> mm. Rachel made potato soup last night, and I had two big bowls. But I just like, I just like a heaping helping of mashed potatoes. I don't need gravy. I alternate between gravy and no gravy. How about yours? I love the turkey. Mm. Mm. I, I could just have a whole plate of turkey with some gravy on it. And I'll, I'll go with a, a little bit of the mashed potatoes just to kind of change it up a little bit. But just that, that straight protein, I'd mainline that right into my veins. Do you like cranberry sauce from the can or, or uh, the fresh stuff? That is a great one. That's something I also remember growing up is, is from the can and just seeing this cube come or this cylinder come out and watching it get sliced up. It was fascinating to yeah. me. But so I've always loved it from the can. You know, the fresh stuff that gets made, yeah, it tastes better. But that uh, that cylinder, <laughs> the gelatinous <laughs> cylinder, <laughs> is one of the first things that I remember really enjoying during Thanksgiving dinner as a kid. Rachel will make it with uh, fresh cranberries, which is which is good. Except she she makes this uh, coffee cake with it too, and but she puts all these nuts in it, and then it makes my tongue swell up because <laughs> I, <laughs> I have that walnut thing going on. Oh, okay. Dave has it too. I don't know. If, I think a lot of people have that walnut allergy type thing. So yeah, I kind of stay away from her coffee cake now. <laughs> Maybe it's arsenic. Oh, who knows? Uh, speaking of arsenic, hey, we got some some listener email. Uh oh, <laughs> our favorite listener. And he, actually, one is a question addressed to you, Matt Coma. Right. Uh, Matt Coma, where does the name Coma come from, anyways? And how many times did he get beaten up in school? Answer the second part of the question first. I don't really care about the first part. 
Well, I think you're Polish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a Slovak last name. Oh, a Slovak, sorry. Yeah, even though he didn't want to know that. He, oh, yeah, he, he wants to know how many times did you get beaten up in school. Um, Beaten up in school, zero. Um, Beaten up outside of school, many, many times. Awesome. <laughs> uh, here's another email. Uh, they say the only thing worse than going to the dentist is not going to the dentist. But whoever coined that phrase never sat and listened to your god-awful podcast. <laughs> awful. Just awful. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> we have some more if you, if you care to hear some of them. Remember, we were talking about yes, our, our, yes. Jing, our jingle contest, and uh, which we got no injuries right. from our first episode of the season. But uh, a listener has an idea for a contest. Here's an idea for a contest. Why don't you guys go on hiatus and never come back? Well, that almost happened <laughs> <laughs> over the summer. He must have been very happy. I think he may have been. <laughs> Who, who do you guys think you are? If I had a dollar for every time I enjoyed listening to your show, I would be on welfare. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> here's one. It I, does put a different spin on things. Here's one that I'm not quite sure. Scott Luther overemphasizes the word and. Is that shtick? Is that an Ohio farm dialect accent thing? And uh, how do you guys pronounce the word measure? Do you pronounce it like normal people? Or are you part of the 25% of imbeciles who say measure? <laughs> we, have, we, have some, we have some really dedicated fans here. I know he's really listening in. That's really good to know. And here's here's someone who listened to the snow episode. Just listened to the snow episode. Uh, the author's take on Edward Snowden was way off. Oh. Just wrong. Completely wrong. <laughs> I think he missed that one. Then. <laughs> it wasn't about Edward Snowden. No. <laughs> but you know, it's that comparative analysis that our listeners bring. Yes. That I think is uh, what sets our podcast apart. And here's one that came in the middle of the Indians playoff run. Uh, you guys ought to go off the podcast airwaves permanently if Cleveland wins a major sporting event in the foreseeable future or recent past for that matter. And then he points out that the Cavs have already won the finals. <laughs> so, well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, each one is worse than the next, or the, or is it each one is worse than the last? I have no idea. Uh, which one of you losers kissed a girl first, and how old were you? I'm guessing it had to be in your late twenties. Mothers don't count. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was uh, my first real kiss was mm, fifteen. I would say a real kiss, you know, not the peck on the cheek or. Something like that. Oh. I don't so do we, can you beat 15? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. <laughs> so I'm, the, I'm the, lo the loser that kissed the girl first. That's right. 
mine were all the truth and dare kisses uh, before I was 15. So you're saying those don't count? Well, I'm I'm saying like I'm I'm assuming it's like a makeout session as well. Oh, okay. He's talking about yeah the way the whole the whole the way the whole question was framed. It was sort of like uh, proving that you are studly or manly. Um, It sounds like the listener feels that that is um, the way that one is able to justify his his manhood is through uh, osculation um, of that nature. (laughs) And was that a Revere girl or someone from another school? Uh, that was that was my girlfriend from Canada, <laughs> who who lives in Alberta, and her name just happens to be Alberta too. You don't know her; you can't meet her. Is it George Glass? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a Brady Bunch of our friends. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Remember yes. Jan and her make-believe yes, boyfriend? George, George Glass. Yeah, no, my... it wouldn't be George. What are you talking about now? <laughs> my my first real kiss was at age uh, 17. Mm. And it was with someone from, from another school district. So, because mm-hmm. none of them knew me. <laughs> It really helped working at McDonald's. That's let right. Let me tell you what. That's right. That's the, uh, those girls didn't know me as that weirdo kid. <laughs> I guess. That's exactly what it is. Most of my dates in high school were from from people either from working at McDonald's on the turnpike and they went to another school, or one time I was at <laughs> one time I was at uh, oh what was that pizza place in Montrose. Oh. Uh, noble Romans? Yes, Noble Romans. Thank you. You could actually see in the glass and watch them make the dough and everything. And I'm sitting there after a football game, and a girl is walking by. My friend pushes me out of the booth into this girl <laughs> and knocks her down. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I ended up asking the girl I knocked down out. Yes. And we went out the next week, and she was from wow. Firestone. So, uh, but I didn't remember what she looked like when I went to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both kind of looking for each. We're just kind of looking for each other. I I see someone saying he blew me off, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, because we couldn't remember what, or I couldn't remember what she looked like. <laughs> it sounds like you probably had a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was you know a 15 second interaction or whatever. Uh, yeah. But anyway. And finally, one one more email. This one was just sent oh. this week, earlier this week. So, hey, boys, I love the show. I am a big fan from Toledo. The best episode I've listened to so far was the one you did just the other day. Do you guys remember which one I'm talking about? It was the time when you didn't do the show. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> you ought to do more of those types of shows. <laughs> Piss off. We did. <laughs> I think we've done a lot like that. I'm glad we can get them, make the listeners happy. Yeah, we're going to, we, we will do one. Uh, I have, we have a uh, exciting one coming up, uh, reminiscing about Richfield School <laughs> that you don't really know about yet. I'm still in the middle of writing it. <laughs> 
but it's going to be a good episode, and I know people are excited about it. I was telling people at work today, they can't wait for the notification to come up on their on their iTunes <laughs> that there's a new <laughs> podcast. Swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that about does it for this episode of the South Richville Podcast. As always, listen to us on Podomatic or subscribe on iTunes. Matt, do you have anything you want to promote this week? Well, uh, I'd like to say write us a review, a kind of review if you would please, five stars. That really helps us out. Anything that I personally would like to promote, well, at the start of the the high holiday of Thanksgiving. Uh, I'd like to promote uh, world peace and brotherhood and uh, fraternity for all. Except for the turkeys. Those bastards are going to be the wizard. <laughs> so that does it for the show this week. Thanks, Matt, for all the good stories from Thanksgiving's past and present. Well, and uh, hopefully the future, too. So, Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Scott, and to all our four or five listeners out there on the podcast line. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, check us out on Facebook, southrichfield at gmail.com or at southrichfield on Twitter. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great weekend. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble.